friends, how's it going? It's Tiffany Pratt. This is my love jam. I know it's wild to think that I have a podcast all about love, but let me tell you, even though I'm a designer, creative director, creative person, artist, author, TV, whatever, there's absolutely nothing that I've ever done in my life that has been more important than bringing love into everything that I've ever done. And this is a podcast all about that. I have met miraculous, cool, incredible people along the way, and I want to introduce you to some of them. I want to talk to you about my journey. I want to share some of the things that I've learned. And more than anything in the whole world, I don't want you to feel alone. As a creative person, I want us to feel like a powerful community of supportive friends that can turn to each other and know that no matter what, we've got each other's back. So that's what the Love Jam's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's get down in the middle of it. Let's uncover it. Let's see all of its colors. And let's jam. Let's jam about love. That's the Love Jam. Hey, enough's with the freaking faucet running. Let's do this podcast, okay? Give me me a minute. What are you doing in the kitchen, bro? All right. Well, here, I'm here now. I'm just, I was doing the dishes and my hands were soaked and I just, uh, you know, I got the uh, Touch2O technology faucet from Delta Faucets Canada and I just touch it and then it goes off. Oh my God. Are you intrigued? I'm so intrigued. Things are sounding so fancy. Touch and go, baby. You just touch it. (laughs) And it does what you want. So, so what? You installed this puppy? Yeah, super easy to install. Um, you can you can hook it up to power, or it comes with batteries, and you don't have to get your faucet all dirty and the handle all goopy if you're cooking, or if you've been in the garden, or if you've got stuff in your hand. Touch it with any you know any part of your arm or your face if you want. Uh, and it what comes about on. your nose? You could do it with your nose. It comes on, and just you don't have to you know squeegee the hand and not only that you can leave it at a certain temperature and you touch it and it comes on at the temperature and you've got a little led Ooh. yeah it shows you you know from cold to blue to red to to hot so you always know what temperature the water's at it's slick times it's fabulous <laughs> <laughs> so you're loving it you're loving your delta faucets canada business absolutely and you know what super nice of them and they even made a point of saying uh, in the email, you don't have to mention this. You don't have to talk about it on Instagram. We don't expect anything for this. We just wanted to say thank you for doing the Love Jam. Can I just say that's what the Love Jam is all about? That is what the Love Jam is all about. They are pulling the love through with their generosity, not only supporting us for season two, but yeah. my gosh, you know, making the love real. They're not just asking us that's to tout right. a product. They're saying, try it. If you love it, talk about it. Absolutely. Zero ask, uh, except to say thank you, which is wonderful. So thanks, guys. Delta Fossils Canada, we love you. You got Coco over here touching and tapping. Boom, in the house, touch and go. (laughs) (laughs) All right, and now let's get on with season two of The Love Jam with Tiffany Pratt. It's such a deep bow and a heart-centered, explosive pleasure that my friend Terry Lynn Thomas has joined me today 
on this podcast. And my favorite part of inviting Terry Lynn, which I call her TL. So for the rest of this interview, it's going to be TL. TL. But my favorite was your reaction. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Um, (laughs) And I think that's going to be the best because this is going to be a rich interview. I already know it. So to everybody listening, buckle up. Terry Lynn, TL, welcome to the Love Jam. I am so happy to be here. I am so excited you're here. (laughs) I am so happy to be here. (laughs) Reunited and it feels so good. It feels great. Right? It sure does. Um, I always start off, as you know, because TL is one of our devoted Love Jam listeners. The top. (laughs) I've got to (laughs) be. The shit drops and you're like listening. And it's my favorite every Wednesday. Currently, we've this season two, we've decided to have a schedule yep. where we're dropping them every Wednesday. And there's no time. It's usually at some point in the afternoon. And uh, and my favorite is always when you text me when they're dropped and you always say, well, last week it was, you know what I'm doing right yeah. now. You know my text is coming. <laughs> <laughs> I live and I feel very humbled and grateful always for your um, total recall of how mm. what, what you got from each podcast. So just know that I... To UTL and to everybody out there, I am always so humbled and grateful that people are spending their days and they're listening and they're tuning in. So mm-hmm. thank you, you for doing this and thank yeah. you for having me here. Well, you have so much to share. So let's start with our love story as we do at let's the Love Jam. We, we start with our love story. So I'm going to let you start. Okay. So let's start with how we met. And I would like to also just remind you we're celebrating our anniversary. I have not forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was walking over here thinking, you know, I, I'm not sure the exact day, but it's right around now, yep. one year ago yep. that we met. It's true. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even, uh, we didn't officially meet, but it was our, so I met TL at TM. Yes, TP and TL at TM. <laughs> <laughs> and TM is Transcendental Meditation. That it is. And we both had scheduled our first introductory, you know, you go into the office, you meditate with your own private given mantra for the first time. And on September 8th last year, which was tomorrow. So this, obviously this podcast is going to date, but we are recording this uh, on September 7th, 2019. And on uh, September 8th, 2018, we were inducted to TM, if you will, right? Our first class. Our first class. So take it from there. All right. So we were in, well, I think I arrived early because usually I'm early for yep. these types of things. Yep. So I was sitting there in the the very sterile boardroom. Yeah. This was not a comfy meditation space like you might imagine. Just this big boardroom. I think I was there first and then a couple more people arrived and they were just kind of silent and we all just kind of sat there. And kind waited. of awkward. Yeah, more than kind of awkward because... <laughs> <laughs> None of us really knew what to expect. You know, last time we'd brought a flower. This time we just didn't know what to expect. Yeah. So just sitting there waiting and all of a sudden the door just opens and in walks Tiffany Pratt. But I, I had no idea what your name was or who you were or anything, but you just walked in, you opened the door and it was literally the first thing that went through my head is I'm glad I'm doing this with her. Oh. That thought went through my head. I had no idea why, but I was just so glad that you were there. I, it was, and I'm not just saying this, <laughs> when they went around the circle, once we all sat down mm-hmm. and I think you were the first person to speak. Yeah. And I thought the exact same thing Aww. because um, you have an inner light and it was, you know, the basic questions. We all got our mantra. Mm-hmm. We all did our flowers. We all were inducted and we all had to spend a mandatory three days together. Yep. Back to back three days. Yes, we so did. if anyone that's interested in transcendental meditation, that's sort of protocol that yep. everyone goes through. Mm-hmm. And so 
You don't know who you're going to be doing these introductory three days with. You don't know who's signing up. Um, And it's a deep, it's a deep three days. It is. And you learn a lot and you're learning a new skill and you're adding an extra 40 minutes of something to your life every day. Mm -hmm. So I remember thinking with you, uh, like you reminded me of a fairy, like you have that magical fairy energy. Um, and TL's slight and she's got like, when she smiles, her entire face smiles. And so, um, I just looked at your face and your eyes, like they twinkle from the inside. And I thought, oh, this is good. I remember thinking, oh, this this is is going to be good. This is going to be good. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I remember another, one of my favorite parts of you and I was, I think we're about an hour in, and I'm sure you can chime in with this now. They were saying, okay, any questions? So I was, you know, you and I always were the Spanish Inquisition oh, together. Yeah. Oh, we had questions. Right? Yeah, didn't we? We did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So do you remember some of your questions about TM? Well, I remember some of the questions as we got deeper in. Right. Yeah. I don't remember so much the first day because I really, it was all a pretty unknown yeah. thing. So I right. didn't really know what to ask yet. But but yeah, as we got deeper, I definitely remember some of the questions. There's there's different level. There are different levels of TM that one can achieve. And ours was the basic training. Um, But then as you, as you get deeper and more well-practiced into your meditation, you can advance to some upper levels. So they, they kind of brushed over these for us. (laughs) And you and I don't do good with the brushing. No, 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 no. We want to know. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess I, I don't even remember exactly the levels, but the final training is uh, is it a year long? Do you remember? I think it's it's definitely um, a big chunk of time. A big chunk of and time. And a big chunk of money. In the States somewhere, there's one. And there's also one in India. Yeah. See, we didn't ask enough questions. I can't remember. And I can't believe we didn't ask enough questions because yeah. I'm pretty sure we extended every class. I thought class. we got them all. Well, apparently we <laughs> didn't, but we were always digging deep. And actually my very first favorite moment with us is, first of all, base, baseline of TM. Yeah. Yes. You get your mantra every morning when you wake up. And after four o'clock, between four o'clock and six o'clock, you do two 20-minute transcendental meditation sessions yep. recommended in a chair with your feet planted or wherever you're comfortable. And you are repeating the sound of the mantra in your head over and over for the 20 minutes, mm-hmm. watching the mind. Yep. Um, and then you go to your first class and they always ask you, was it easy? Was it Okay. Was it fun? What did you experience? So what did you experience when you first started doing it? So my very first experience was, it was very unexpected because I actually started feeling dizzy. Do you you remember any of that? Especially the the one where I was in with my set teacher, the one-on-one. Right. I just started started the meditation, started the mantra, and they give everybody a different mantra. And I don't know how they choose. I think they told me it has to do with um, your age. Oh, and, All right. and your achievements and oh. different things that you're doing okay, in your life. Okay, I did life. not know that. that's why they ask you for your occupation okay. and your age. Remember yeah. when you filled out that questionnaire? Yep. So as yeah. far as I know, and I could be stating untrue facts. Yes, you could be. But as far as I know, it's all about the statistics right. of you know, who you are and what you're doing okay. and how old you are. Okay, well, yeah. that makes sense. So yeah. anyways, we yeah. all so, get different mantras. Yeah. And so, apparently there's thousands of them. Apparently there are. Yep. Yes. So I, my first experience was I actually felt quite dizzy. It felt like it was a really quick move from just the regular thinking, you know, 
thinking about whatever it is that as we're going through the day to just this deep spot within me, but so quick I felt that I actually felt dizzy and I was actually getting headaches as well. You were too. I remember that. Yeah. You came back the second day and said, is this normal? Yeah, I was getting headaches. And do you remember what he responded? Um, he was responding that you and I, or maybe myself, that we were repeating the mantra too quickly. Right. And we were not easing into it. We yeah. were trying to transcend too right. quickly. Right. I, can I just explain a little bit more about TM? I would love yeah. you to, because I think that um, with this experience, we have so much to share here on this oh, podcast, yes. but I definitely think there's a lot of illusion around this. So yeah. let it rip. So there's a lot of talk about meditation in general and, and what it is. And I don't think that there's any one right way to meditate, but I do think that there are a lot of different ways that people do it. And one of the differences between you know, mainstream meditation and TM is that TM, and it's described as an ocean with waves, right? And there's, the waves are always there on the top and they can be choppy and tumultuous, but the depth of the ocean and the calm is always there. So what TM is, is it's not stopping the choppy waves, it's accessing the calm that we always have in us. So it's not stopping the thoughts. It's not, it's not trying to prevent them or clear the mind. It's just accessing the calm from within. Yep. And I think, um, I don't know about you, but had you been meditating before? I had not. Okay. At all. Okay. Had you practiced or learned or were curious about any other types of meditation before? You know, I, I, I say not at all. I had done a couple of those apps a right. little bit on yep. and off because I was curious about it, but I had never done anything in depth at all. Okay. Yeah. So I have been seeking, learning, meditating with different people, different modalities, mm -hmm. um, different, you know, I guess you would say spiritual practices, teachers, uh, religions, you know, I've gone and meditated with monks. I've slept at ashrams. Mm -hmm. I've um, you know, tried it. Yes. You know, there's different ways to access. There's different techniques. Mm -hmm. um, everyone has a different way of trying to get you there. Right. Right. But the reason I was pursuing TM was because I needed some space mm -hmm. in my head. Yeah. And I don't know how, why did you join TM? Well, that's kind of a long story. Which we're going to get to. To get all of it now. But, but it was because of my husband, Chris. He had done it a couple months prior and it was really making a difference in his life. And he encouraged me to try it. So you said, so okay, I I'll signed go. up. So I, yeah, that was basically it. Well, for me, it was space. Yeah. I just felt like I was at maximum capacity. Right. And I was not sticking to my traditional meditation practices. Right. Just was not sticking to it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get in. Um, and I had heard, I had went to the, I don't know if you went to any introductory questionnaire. No, I hadn't. So that maybe a month before I joined, I went and spent an hour and just supposed to do that. <laughs> Well, I did it. And I was asking a thousand questions then too. Yes. And just from sitting through that introduction and just to understand it, I realized, you know, this is my one last ditch effort mm -hmm. to give myself that calm that I know I'm capable of, right. that I've felt before. And that you know is there. That I know is there. Yeah. Because um, by nature, people wouldn't realize that I am a very introverted person. I My work is very extroverted, but when I'm not working and doing what I do, I like to be very in my being mm -hmm. and quiet. And that meditation is the closest I can feel to being my true self. Necessary for you. Do you agree yeah, with that? Absolutely. Would yes. you say you're introverted or extroverted? Introverted. Oh, all completely. the way. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. I I thrive on time alone. Same. Yeah. 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 And for my work, I put myself out there with people a yeah. lot. 
So you were the same. Yeah. Really. Because you mm-hmm. have to put yourself out there. Smile. Yeah. Yeah. So by day, tell the peoples what you do. So by day, I'm a stock photographer. So I create content for Getty Images, an iStock photo, and hope that people will buy them. So we license content, primarily primarily kids' content. So right. we get together kids that we think will smile well for photo shoots yep. that we know or that we don't know that want to come. We bring them to our studio and we give them an experience and we sell photos of them. And you know a thing or two about kids because? I've got a few of them. How many kids do you have? There are three, <laughs> I think. <laughs> You're like, I think there's three. I haven't checked. Yeah. I am one of three. Yes, so, so am I. I mm-hmm. know, right? So yep. we understand the power of three. The power of three. Yeah, because that's yeah. definitely, it's a good and a bad number. Three is a good number. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good number. So you have three kids and you live um, east of the city. We live in Peterborough. So for those that are not familiar with Toronto, Canada, Peterborough is about two hours, would you say? Yep. Two with, hours. With, with no traffic, an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yeah. East of yep. the big city. East and a little, little bit north. And mm-hmm. you live in a place where there are chickens? There are a tell lot me, of chickens. Tell me, tell me about your life. Tell the peoples. So we live on a little acreage. We don't, we're not farmers, but we do have, uh, there's 45 acres there. And we have about 35 chickens and my daughter sells the eggs. It's her little business. I love that. We have a couple dogs, some cats that come and go, a lizard. And we're babysitting a couple of guinea pigs right now. <laughs> And you homeschool the kids. Yeah. The kids are home with me. So here we are. Picture this. Sicily, 1966. No. Picture this. TL, in the country, three children, Mm -hmm. full-time, homeschooling. Yep. Where do you find time and how do you find time for self-care and meditating? So that's a really good question. Let's start with the meditating. Yeah. Yeah. So I make sure to get up at least an hour, preferably two before the kids. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise the day just starts, it goes and it's done. Okay. So what time do you wake up? So I wake up uh, about six. Okay. Yeah. I let the kids stay up kind of late. So they sleep in a little bit. Yeah. And I get a good hour to an hour and a half. If I can get up a little earlier, get a little more time. And that's just my quiet time. That's, that's my best time of the day. So I take that for the most important things, which are meditating, exercising, and journaling. And that's what you do for an hour and a half? Yeah, I, 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 I need more time than an hour and a half, but that's, that's what I try to do in that hour and a yeah. half. Yeah. And how long do you, do you exercise for? I like to run. Yep. Usually I go for half an hour to an hour. Okay. Yeah. So we've got 20 minute meditation, yep. half hour, hour run, mm-hmm. and maybe 20 minute journal. If there's time, yes. If there's time. And we'll talk about that as we dig deeper. Yeah. Um, the reason I talk about this is it comes up a lot for me and, um, you know when it comes up is when I'll do like a public talk. Yeah. And um, I'll talk about whatever. And people will know, uh, you know, some high lines of my life. And everyone will always say, well, it's obvious to me. Or they'll start with, do you have kids? Hmm. And then if I say no, they'll say, it's, well, it's obvious that you don't have kids. Right. So um, I obviously know having children is definitely a place in your life that hits high priority. Because children need all your attention. Um, And we're going to circle back to why I'm starting to Mm -hmm. talk about this, but early days of my work involve children and art. And uh, to me, they're, they're, they're center. They are truth 
and they bring us back to our true selves and they keep us in the moment. Yeah. And uh, so I just find it awesome. And I just, anything that you could say to any parents out there as far as self-care is concerned and why it's so important and even meditating, is there anything that you feel like you need to say right now? Because yeah. I, I just, I think this is a really hot topic because self-care is the only way we're going to get through. So this yeah. is one of the things that inspire me so much about you. I just love this about you so hard that you really, <laughs> you really put this as high pri, high pri, yeah. high priority. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a few things to mention with that. Um, first of all, I, I just have to mention that nobody does it alone. I, I am the kind of person that wants to do it alone. So this, this is actually hard for me, but you always have to get help, right? I love that. Always have to get help. Love that. So my forms of help are someone's coming on Monday to clean my toilets. Love it. Sometimes people come and help me to weed. Yep. I have a list of babysitters I call when I need to. And my husband works from home as well. Great. So if I need to get like right now, I can just leave. So I, I am not some one woman show as much as I sometimes try to be. There's always people that help. So this is just tip, hot tip number one. Yeah. Is that you're not alone. And I'm that not alone. we can delegate and help each other. Absolutely. Okay, I love and that. And there's nothing wrong with paying a little bit of money for someone to come clean your house because you need that time. You know, I do, I, I am a huge, and I have become over the last, I would say three years, yep. um, a huge supporter of the mindset that for me to pay someone that does their craft or their service mm -hmm. is, mm -hmm. is not, it, it, I stop looking at it as I'm incompetent and I beating myself up for needing to hire in to get through the day. I'm looking at it as I'm supporting other people. Absolutely. That took me some time to get to as well. Yeah. But I'm, I'm fully there. Right? <laughs> yes. So absolutely. I love that you say I'm okay paying someone to clean yeah. my toilets yeah. because often there's that mindset of like, oh, it's the simplest task and I'm not, I'm not going to spend the money. Mm -mm. But to me, the money is secondary to the peace of mind. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Okay, yes. second hot tip. The second hot tip is uh, directly related to parenting. Okay. And one might think that because I homeschool, the demands are higher. I don't think that's necessarily true. Okay. Um, if you flip it around, the way that you raise the kids determines how much time you're going to have, right? I love this. So... We have free-range chickens, and I have free-range kids. <laughs> <laughs> so the kids, although they would love my attention 24-7, they just know they don't get it. Right. Right? Yeah. So we have this property, and they know the, their boundaries. They know how to be safe. I mean, something could happen. But they, they basically know what they can and how far they can go. Stay away from the pond if you're alone, for example. Right. Only go so high in the tree. You know, look out for each other. You no know, basic yeah, stuff. You know, ponds and basic trees. Basic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stay away from the road. The yep. basics. Yep. And go. Go play outside. Yep. Don't worry about shoes. Just go touch the earth and go. And that's what they. That's what they do. Sometimes grumbling, but usually happily. So yeah. this is uh, understanding and setting boundaries with mm -hmm. the people around you, yes. including your children. Exactly. Because if you're setting the boundary that you're always available, mm -hmm. that's not really much of a boundary. Well, it's not help for anybody. Right? Yeah. So what you're saying is you've created a boundary where they are able to um, self-soothe. Yes. Sometimes better than others. But that's, that's the journey. And that's part of being yeah. human. 
yeah, for can, all of us. Can I self-soothe perfectly all the time? No. No. So how can children no. be expected to? Exactly. But it's yeah. a good it's a good exercise. And I always um what I love about this, I I'm not a parent, mm-hmm. but what I remember from teaching was it gives children the ability to start making their own decisions and understanding exactly. how that feels. Exactly. Because um when you teach like I was teaching or facilitating, I would rather say, mm-hmm. when I would facilitate certain things, decisions needed to be made. Yeah. And um, sometimes some children couldn't make a decision. And right. it, under, it helped me understand the environment that they grew up in exactly. or are in. Yeah. Because um, they didn't have choice. No. So no, the parents make all the choices. Right. Yeah. So that's, that's hot tip number two. Yeah, hot tip number two. So along with that, um, to bring it around to the TM as well. Now we're going to hot tip number three. Yeah, and this is maybe two and a half point five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This is just a little example. Um, so I was doing my afternoon meditation yesterday, and I told the kids, I'm "Gonna close the door. We got a really good lock because before they could jiggle it and open it. So we changed that. Yep. So I'm gonna meditate. Please don't knock. Yep. And I did my meditation. Came out of it, and my littlest one had painted me a, a red heart and slid it under the door. And this Aww. isn't something that just always happens, but it just shows that they like boundaries. They're going to thrive with them. Right. Right. Yep. They're going to, they're going to respect that in me when they know that I'm doing something important for me. And and that's going to come back to them after. Right. And not only that, but I, I think for me, I go even deeper that there's a red heart under the door. I look at that as like, good for you, mom. Thank you for loving yourself. Yeah. Yes. So exactly. You can I hadn't really me. thought about it that way. To exactly. Me, to me, it's the full circle. Thank you for loving yourself. So, so you, you can, can love, love me. me. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Because that's we can't one. we can't give love fully. Yeah. Unless we have mm-hmm. love fully. No. In ourselves. Right. Agree. Hundred percent. So I love that. Yeah. And the little red heart. Like, look at me. Do you see the goosebumps on my on my I little? I do. I do see arms? the goosebumps. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Do you have a hot tip number three? Hot tip number three. Could involve your husband or not. Your choice, ladies' How, how choice. I do self-care. Yep. Well, there's there's little things. Like I've taken up taking baths Ooh. lately. It's a new thing for me. You putting salt in there? I am so putting salt in there. <laughs> Some essential oils. Love. Yep. Sometimes a candle. Love. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's a little thing. Not necessarily a full-fledged hot tip. No, but, it is though. Because yeah. I mean, something so silly as being a runner. You know, yeah, submersing oh. yourself in hot, mm-hmm. salty water is Feels good for good. you. Yeah. 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 Well, the running is my biggest self-care, yeah. I think. That's more than a tip for me. It's, it's, it's part of what I need to do. It's funny. I will make you laugh remembering when we were talking oh. about, yep. <laughs> yeah. We were talking about if we were to go to India yes. and learn the second level of TM, which yes. you and I were... I think for about two minutes, we were really entertaining. Like, okay, are we going to go to India? Which and- the teacher was not so enthusiastic about. No, but you and I were sitting there yes. in front of the class like, all right, so let's just say the two of us are really interested in going to India and learning the second phase of TM. So like, how much free time do you got? And like, when do you eat? And I remember you piped up and you went, and so let's just pretend I want to go for a run in the morning. Like we were in our heads. We were there. We were in oh, India. we were there. And you were like, what's the weather like in the morning? Is yep. it too hot for Am me I to run? Am I allowed to leave? Do I have to run in circles around the room? <laughs> Which you would do. Should I bring a skipping rope? Yep. Yeah. Which you oh, would do. oh, I have done this before in 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 the past. Yep. I lived in Guyana for a while in the middle of the jungle. 
quite literally and you could hear the jaguars. Whoa. So I didn't want to go running alone. So I literally just skipped. Because you were afraid to run. So you oh, skipped. absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you do what you got, do what you want to do. I just love that. It out. That was my favorite. That just gave me the real, in that moment, I'm like, oh yeah, running's her thing. Yeah. Running is her thing. I need it. So, okay, let's, now let's talk. Thank you for that, by the way. Yes. I love those hot tips. Because okay, I love, good. I love when people have, when you listen to this, don't you love the takeaways? The tangible things I can do. Right? Yes. So those are some tangible items. Mm-hmm. Now I want to talk about what brought you to TM and maybe what brought Chris mm-hmm. to TM. Right. Because this is another, to me, this is another hot topic. Yes. So we can go back super, super, super far. Wherever but there you always take has us. to be a start. Yeah, exactly. Story, right? Yep. So my kids right now are five, eight, and 10. Yep. When they were baby, don't even remember how old, still nursing, about three and five. So super little. You know, I was in it. When they were super little, um, Chris was... Uh, Building and flying drones downtown Toronto. Wow. So this is when uh, aerial video was just starting. Okay. And he kind of saw it before it before it blew up. He okay. has the ability to to see things ahead of time. So he he is not uh, trained in anything engineering or anything like that at all. But he figured out how to build his own, literally by sourcing parts from all over the world. I love this. Come in the mail and he'd be in the garage making a drone that would carry a very expensive, red epic, very heavy video camera for these commercials that trusted him to fly his homemade drone with very expensive equipment. So he was doing this and just spending massive amounts of time Uh, working on them and fulfilling these jobs under a lot of stress and pressure. So he was feeling very, very, very stressed, getting very little sleep. Things at home were, were kind of rocky in that we, we were butting heads a lot. Just when people are stressed, that's what happens. And you're not sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and we had three tiny little kids at home. So the stress levels were just really high. Um, There had been no, um, there had been nothing leading up to this, what the event that I'm about to describe to you. So it all just came as a surprise. One day, uh, we were all at home in Oshawa. We lived in Oshawa. And Chris had a psychotic episode. So to describe what that is in our in our case, because I'm sure it looks differently every time. For everybody, yep. yeah. Um, I like to tell people it was not a violent thing at all. He didn't lay a finger on anybody. He is not a violent bone in his body, right. but he literally lost his mind. So he started kind of starting easing into it. He just started talking nonsense, not making any sense. And if you looked at him in the eye, like I'm looking you in the eye right now, he wasn't there. He was just gone, hallucinating, seeing seeing things and saying weird things. So I had these three little kids here. Daddy's gone crazy, basically. Um, so I called um, my dad who left work. And he came and he tried to get Chris to, let's get in the car and go to the doctor. But he wouldn't. Wow. Because of, he, he wanted to go barefoot, he said, but they wouldn't let him into the doctor's office barefoot. You know, just it, nothing was making sense. Hmm. So he wouldn't. So eventually it was getting more so, more so. So we called 911, called the ambulance to come get him because he wouldn't move. And we, we didn't know what was going on, you know. So they came and it took several paramedics to get him to go because he didn't want to go. He felt like he was losing his family. Wow. Yeah. So he went, they took him to the intensive care psych ward 
where they strapped him down in, I think, four different places because he was trying to get out. And they kept him there overnight. So when I went to see him, there was a guard outside his door. It was just him in this big locked door. And this this all just happened so fast, right? No, no indication that something was going to happen or anything. So he ended up in the psych ward. They put him in the intensive care psych ward for about four days, I think. And just a little break, mid, midpoint, um, we thought he was okay to come home. So they released him and we went to Subway to eat lunch. And within minutes, he lost it again. And he started running in flip-flops down, I think it was Blur Street in Oshawa. And I was literally chasing him and he was just crossing the road, just completely out of it again. So here I am chase, literally chasing him down the road. I called 911 again. They came, took him back, put him in the intensive care psych ward, like the intensive, intensive care psych ward, and tried to figure out what happened. So a couple of days later, he kind of came to, and they released him with no diagnosis or anything other than lack of sleep. So that was what we came out with. But the healing journey since then has been hard and a lot of work for him. Um, but it brought him to deep personal reflection. Lack of sleep, deep personal reflection. I just want us to sit on that for a minute. One second. So hard when uh, the people we love go through something so traumatic. So hard. Calling 911 on your husband twice. Mm -hmm. Twice. Undiagnosed, lack of sleep. Lack of sleep. That's what they wrote. And you're with three children. Yes. And they're witnessing all this? They're witnessing all of this. They are literally there witnessing it as the paramedics are dragging him, quite literally, out of the house. My the younger two, I was able to kind of stuff in the room, turn something on the iPad. Right. But the oldest, I think she was six at the time, she is very aware in general, and she internalized it all. She saw it all. Whoa. Yeah. So, she, so what did she see? What did she see? Well, she saw that dad dad was completely out of it, which is scary because your your dad's not there, but he is. Yeah. But the scariest part was the sirens coming and the paramedics having to strap. Uh, they had to call in extra ones to come and 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 take him out against his will. It was a very confusing thing for a six year old to watch. Wow. How did you feel? Like if you, you know, bring us to this moment mm -hmm. as a parent, as a woman, as a wife, as a as a human. How does this feel? Yeah. So you know that they say you can't face anything until you do. Right. That's how it felt in the moment. It felt, I just need to get through this. We need to do what we need to do. I need to get the kids over here. I need to, you know, find somebody to come take the kids so I can go to the hospital. Total it, it, battle it mode. It wasn't. It was total battle mode. Absolutely. This is happening. Let's do this. Got it. Mm -hmm. Which is awesome. Well, it, it's what you have to do. Yeah, but... Yeah. Sometimes there's a have to, and there's sometimes people who can't. Yeah. You know, so it's it's awesome that you were able to do that. Yeah. Um, okay. So Chris is now on his healing journey. How yes. long ago did he begin the healing journey? He began the healing journey. I'd say he took maybe six months to just rest. Right. To really just rest. He unfortunately gave up the drones around that time. Right. Um, it was, it was 
not the time to be pursuing something so aggressively. So we took about six months to rest, and then he started in on his deep personal journey. He tried a couple different medications, and they, they did not fit with him at all. I okay. think that medications have their place, absolutely, but not with him at that time. So he decided to just start reading a lot. So he read a lot of personal health, personal growth, personal development books, and also a lot of business development books. And they're pretty much the same thing. You know, it's interesting. I always feel like, you know, you are where your attention takes you. Absolutely. And certainly you are a part of the atmosphere that you live in. Mm -hmm. So you're living in this house with this man who's on this deep healing journey. Locked in the basement, basically. And you can't not, by proxy, mm -hmm. be trying to also be on some sort of deep healing journey yourself. Right, but it took me longer because I was just trying to hold things together Right, as far as the, the household goes and as right. far as the kids go. So he kind of closed himself, literally, in the basement for a couple of years, probably just reading and thinking in his own form of meditation before he knew what that was. Okay. Really. So this is what excites me the most is gets me thinking about um, how he came to TM. Yes. That's how he came. That's, that's absolutely how he came to TM. He read about, he must've read a ton. And for someone like him, who's very information hungry, mm -hmm. he must've loved all of the statistics and science behind the transcendental meditation. He's not gonna do something that's a little woo-woo. He wants the data. Yeah, he doesn't mm -hmm. want woo-woo. No. He wants facts. He wants facts. Yeah. Yeah. So he got some facts. He did. Yeah. And it took him two years to get there. It took him longer to get to actual TM. Right. Yeah. It was just in the last couple of years that either of us have even known about TM. Right. Yeah. And he, he came to TM specifically because he asked um, his assistant to look into some meditation for him that he could do. So she right. just Googled some local meditation. And do you places. have a TM place in Peterborough? So there is one apparently, but I contacted them and didn't hear back. So I, I don't think it's very active. Hmm. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to have offices all over the place, but yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Before I dig into the whole meditation yeah. part of it and swing us back, I just want to know, you know, as women, as humans, as mothers, as beings, it's got to be hard to be, you know, raising your children, mm -hmm. homeschooling them by yourself in your house with your husband locked up in a basement. Yes. Trying to figure himself yeah. out. Those were kind of a blur those years. I bet. Yeah. For anyone listening, I just want us all to throw love and gratitude, not only to my friend TL who's sitting here, but for everybody else that's out in the world that we see and we don't know what their story is and we don't know how they're suffering. And... I just look at this as anyone seeing you with three kids at the grocery store while this is going on. Well, we looked great from the outside. But the inside, yeah. you know? Mm -hmm. So let's have some love and compassion mm -hmm. for the things that we yes. don't know. Yes. And that we can't judge a book by its cover. Right. And that we all have to understand that there is always something bubbling below anyone's deep surface. There is. And we have to have grace and love and patience and kindness towards each other to get through it. And you've done just mm -hmm. that for Chris. And I, you have such consciousness to have been able to do that with such grace. And I see it in your eyes. Mm -hmm. And that's what I, I think I loved instantly about you is I just knew inside of you, there was a light mm -hmm. that never went out. It's in all of us. It is. It is. But yours shines really bright. Oh, 
So. Well, you have the ability to pull that out of people, Tiffany. I think it's because, as you said, we all have light. Mm-hmm. So when we shine our light, others can shine it with us, mm-hmm. right? That's true. So yeah. I'm not afraid to hold my little candle up and I want you to hold this it beside me. light of mine. Yeah, I want you to hold it beside me, you know? Yeah. I want all of us to hold our candles together. Mm-hmm. I don't want us to be afraid that our one candle is a different color or, right. you know, we're right. all the same. Okay, so let's, I have to pull out this book because mm-hmm. I want to talk about um, Chris finding TM and then yeah. what, we, what we've experienced from it. And then I also want to talk about your new business. Yeah, let's do it. I'm so pumped to tell the peoples about what you're doing. But there's a book that the laugh of the century is you and I hearing about this alleged book. Yes. In meditation where we're supposed to okay, take the story, take the story. Well, I knew this book existed because Chris got it because he did the TM course before we did. Yep. And he came back with this nifty little door hanger that says, you know, I'm meditating. Leave me alone, basically. <laughs> and two books. I thought, well, this, yeah, everybody loves freebies, right? Oh, we love the swag. Yeah, I can pay a lot of money. But as long as I get a couple little freebies. Listen, meditation swag is where it's at. Yeah. So I was really looking forward to that last day. I thought there'd be a little ceremony. we get our books. <laughs> so he ended it. And he just like basically just said, oh, bye. I remember you and I were both, it was, it felt so anticlimactic. I know. Because we were like, <laughs> we just bared our soul. Our beings and our consciousness just went through a ringer for three days. And then it was like, okay, guys, time's up. Enjoy your night. Oh, bye. Where's my door hanger? So <laughs> TL has the hot tips that there is some books on the swag line. Yeah. And there's a door hanger. And you, and you said, uh, where, where are my books at? Yeah, I did. <laughs> so thanks to you Mm -hmm. we were given these um and ironically I just discovered having finally cleaned out my book I have a closet at home with books in it because otherwise I'd look like the crazy book lady with the books all over my house (laughs) so I I was cleaning out my closet realizing I already had a copy of this damn book you already had it after all that (laughs) but anyways it's called the science of being and the art of living and it's all about transcendental meditation by Maharishi Mahesh Yogi. Good job saying that. Thank you. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it's because we heard the name a thousand times. A thousand. I'm going to read a few things that I love about this mm-hmm. just to get us thinking about something. And some of this ties into Chris, then ties back to you, which yeah. ties back to your work with children. Um, one thing that I love that he talks about is the health of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And when I talk about the health of the atmosphere, now this book is not just about meditation. Transcendental meditation is is the way to be aware of all these elements that he speaks about in the book. But I, you know, I cherry pick. I don't go front to back. I just crank the book open wherever it lands. And when I read this initially a while back, I dog-eared it and I didn't realize I had dog-eared it. This is Mm -hmm. my old copy. And so he talks about the atmosphere. This is, he writes this seriously a section and it's in the Art of Living section titled Health of the Atmosphere. And... We don't realize how our consciousness, our being, our thoughts, the things we're doing, puts that energy into the atmosphere. Right. And with that energy in the atmosphere, I look at what Chris was experiencing and what was happening within his atmosphere Mm -hmm. and how that was affecting him, how that was affecting you. So I'm just going to read a little bit here from this book. The atmosphere of an individual is made up of the radiations from his mind and the body. The quality of the atmosphere around the individual depends upon the quality 
of radiations set forth by his thinking and his activity. The atmosphere created by a lazy man is dull and depressing, whereas an energetic man carries with him a dynamic influence. Every man produces his own atmosphere, and everyone's atmosphere is influenced by that produced by every other man. The produce of a healthy and elevating atmosphere, one has to be healthy. We have seen that health depends on the state of being. Therefore, in our attempt to find a formula for good health and for surroundings, we shall chiefly try to find out how being could be brought to the level of the atmosphere or how the surroundings could be brought to the level of being. Mm-hmm. What does this mean to you? That is very powerful. And I can just picture him. You can hear videos him. that yeah. we watched holding his flower. Yeah. Yeah. If no one's ever listened to Maharishi, Mahesh Yogi, um, it's kind of fun just to YouTube him. Yeah. And listen to his voice because yeah. he's very sweet, but incredibly. Just go to sleep listening to him. Yeah. Yeah. But incredibly, incredibly intelligent, very soft spoken and yes. in true 60s, 70s form, sitting on a stage covered yeah. in flowers. Yeah. And uh, just stating true scientific facts. So anyways, of what I just wrote, yeah. what, what does that make you That think? is powerful and so true and so important to know. Right. You know, in my own life, when Chris was going through what he was going through, and then as he worked on himself and progressed towards healing, you could feel it in our home. You know, and, and when his energy, when what he was putting out was, was really low, it was hard to be surrounded by that. Of course. You know, how do you counter that? You can't really pull that up. Yeah. But you have but it's so easy to be pulled pulled down. But through his healing as he started to to really go in deep to himself and as he as he started to heal the energy level in the house, it just shifted and I could feel it myself and my kids. It was, it, it was, it's like night and day when you go to my home now versus five years ago because of, because of that energy that is radiated from us. And in, in, in parenting, it's the same thing. Our kids, well, at least my kids can go up and down and up and down again like that. Yep. Their, their moods can be just all over the board, especially my oldest right yep. now, who's approaching preteenhood. Oh. Yes. It just goes wild up and down so fast. And it took me a bit, and I'm still working on it, um, to be able to remain steady through that because the energy that she radiates is so easy to catch. It's contagious. But I don't want to be catching it from her, from my 10-year-old. Well, we have to remind ourselves that children are primarily made up of water so much more than we are. Mm -hmm. Therefore, more fluid, spongy. Yeah. And, you know, as things are shifting and changing from a planetary and environmental perspective, children are feeling it so much more than yeah. we are. Yeah. And um, that's why I always use them as the guide. Right. Because if they like something and they say something or they look at something, it's because they're feeling it differently than we are. Right. And that's okay. And that's, and that's okay. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So um, to end this part of it is I love that Chris pursued something to transcend the mind. Yes. To remind him how to try to stay in a state of being. Mm -hmm. Because if all we could ever do for ourselves and others is to try to stay in a deep state of being, which is just being in this moment, 
here now. Be here now. As we are. Yep. Untouched, perfect in our imperfection. Accepting all that is in this moment. Yes. We're good. We're good. We're good. That's all we need. And I think that that's what Chris has come to. He really has. Right? He really has. And he gave that to you too. Because you, I mean, I know he he gave that to you by way of changing his atmosphere. Right. And then in turn inspired you and you changed your atmosphere. Exactly what that passage said. Right? Yeah. And then the atmosphere of your children and your home. Yeah. So... Um, Before we take another quick break, I just want all of us listening to this podcast to be aware Mm -hmm. of our atmospheres Mm -hmm. and how we feel and what we're putting out there and how we're affecting others positively or negatively and how powerful we all are and how it's our job and a responsibility to try to stay in a positive state of being as much as Mm -hmm. possible. Mm -hmm. Agreed? Agreed. 100%. So this passage that you read also directly applies to what I do for my job, mm. which is taking pictures of children. So cool. Yeah. So we create content for Getty Images, yep. and then it's licensed to schools or to billboards for various ads, brochures. And we focus primarily on groups of children. And through Chris's healing, uh, he made the conscious decision that our mark of success with Caspi wasn't going to be how many pictures we sold, how many licenses we got. But do the people who come to our photo shoots leave happier than when they came? Oh, I love that. He just, he started to realize that that's what's important. Are we sending people off happier than they came in? So that became a marker for success. So we would have all these kids, all these parents bring their kids and they were nervous, right? Parents, they want their kids to shine, but they're nervous they won't. Right. So these parents bring their kids who are not seasoned models <laughs> yep. to our studio. And the parents are nervous. The kids are just there to have fun. Yep. And our marker for success is, do they leave happier than when they came? And sometimes we'll talk about it, you know, and we might say, well, I don't know that we really got anything that will sell. <laughs> but everybody left happy. And yeah. I remember recently he said, well, then it was success. I know you know this, but if you don't. Um, I do art direction for Fisher-Price. Yes, I do know this. So I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about because some of these children are and have been, you know, in front of a camera and some haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I think what you capture when you're snapping that camera is the essence yeah. of an emotion. Mm-hmm. And when people look at photographs of children, they want to have a feeling, mm-hmm. right? And so some days are magic. Yeah. And other days it's just like, Hey, we got through and mm-hmm. we gave out a shit ton of lollipops mm-hmm. and <laughs> so right? they are happy. Yeah. And that's that. And, yeah. and I, and I love that as, as like a wrap up for life because, you know, some days you're going to be wildly awesome and successful and you know, you got tons of great shit in the can. Yeah. And other days it's just like, we're, we've come out of this day unscathed. Yeah. We're relatively yeah. happy and we've had the, you know, uh, the emotional lollipop. Yeah. And we're, and we're going to do another day. Our lollipop is a is a bin of dollar store toys you get to take on the way out. So of course they're happy. <laughs> it might be you. slime that ends up in the couch, but slime is a hot thing right now. Have you made your own slime yet with the kids? Oh, have we ever? It's so fun. It's all over. I know you that, can never really get rid of it. No, and it's addictive. Yeah. Uh, okay. So speaking of addictive, kids and all the yeah. things. 
What are you doing right now? What am I doing right now? No, content. Oh, content. Yes. So content. Spell it and tell the peoples. Let me spell it. K-I-N-T-E-N-T. Kintent. Kintent. Is there a website? Kintent.ca. K-I-N-T-E-N-T dot C-A. Yes. So content is basically bringing our personal life and our work life together. So what we do with, with Caspi, which is our stock photography, is we, we create an atmosphere, like talked about in this passage, for kids to be happy, truly happy. And they are. When, when you see the pictures of the kids, they are truly happy. Stock photography is not all fake. Right. These kids are truly happy because of, of that atmosphere that they've come into. Yep. So we're basically taking pictures of emotionally well kids. And we're putting that out to the world, literally. The photos are all over the world. So we're putting that out there. And in our personal lives, we're working on our own emotional health, full and full. That's, wow. what, that's what our family is focused on, learning about that and trying to implement that. So content is taking the content that we create with Caspi, taking these, the, the photos and the media that we do of the children and bringing it to life. So content's purpose is to help parents on their journey towards raising emotionally healthy kids, but also instilling that in themselves because that's a huge part of it. So what I look at this business that you've started, mm-hmm. and by the way, the branding is on point. I love everything about it. I love the photography you're putting with it. Um, could you tell people the Instagram handle? What is it? Uh, content.ca. So at? At content.ca. K-I-N-T-E-N-T dot C-A. Correct. Um, it's, it's just, to me, those darker moments in our lives. Mm-hmm. And then the lighter moments in our lives. Yeah. And then we add them together. You wouldn't be doing what you're doing right no. now. And this would not have come. And that's what I always love about life. I love about circumstances. Mm-hmm. I love about experiences. Yeah. I love about hard times. I love about good times. Yep. Is that with those things, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful healing can happen, not only for ourselves, but for others. Yeah. Look at what you're doing. Well, it's rare that something can happen that's seemingly bad and you can say, oh, that's so terrible that happened. It's rare that you can really say that. Yeah. Instead, I don't know. We'll see. Well, and, and same thing with something seemingly good. Well, I don't know. We'll see. So what, what, how can people access content and how can you engage with them? So Facebook is where we're a little bit more active. Okay. Um, same at content.ca. Just content. Probably if you search it on Facebook, you can get it. And currently it's bringing together um, resources that are out there into one place. Writ- books written by the experts, resources that you can do with your kids at home to help encourage emotional intelligence. And it's kind of highlighting these and describing them for you so you know, where can I turn for help with this? I am no expert. I'm simply a parent trying to learn it myself and share that with others. And there's lots more in the works to come. I love but it. But currently, it's a space of support. You know, the word support means something to me because when I moved here to Toronto, I felt like there was so little of it. Mm. And the more you give it, the more you get. Oh, yes. And so um, I just want everyone listening to know that the person I'm sitting in front of is a person that, like, to me, you're a beautiful, open channel Mm. that's holding space for people to find the best in themselves. And not just as a person, but as a parent or as a child. And I love that about you. And I wanted to share you with others because I just want more of you in the world. Oh. I do. Because 
We all have so much to give and to share, and we all have so much support that we can lend. Yeah. And, um, and I just, I want whomever's listening to remember that you can help and support anybody by way of sharing something so simple, sharing time, sharing a contact, sharing a book, sharing a laugh, sharing some music, mm-hmm. sharing and supporting are synonymous for me. Because yeah. sometimes just something so small is like, oh, you should check this out or check out yeah. that website yeah. or it really gets the wheels turning. Mm-hmm. Um, and by way of that sharing comes support for an idea or a dream or right. a better feeling. Right. So um, thank you for supporting parents and people, parents, kids that are out there, yeah. you know, trying to find their way. Yeah. Well, we're all just trying to find our way, aren't we? Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm so grateful I found my way to TM on September 8th. Oh, me too. To meet my TL. And you know, I almost, I almost uh, um, canceled and postponed to later. You did? I came this close. I never told you that. Yeah. Really? It was just so chaotic at home. There's just so much going on. But I, I was there and I'm so, so grateful. Well. So grateful to have it, met you. It started as... Well, I remember we didn't really share too much work stuff. And I think I kind of yeah. dropped the bomb on you at the end. I was yeah. like, I gave you my business card and I was like, let's talk. And then <laughs> she's the real deal. And then you did a deep dive and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we, not about me, but just about getting to know how alike we were. Yeah. Less about. Well, no, about you. But you know what I mean. But I know are, what you mean. We are, we are yeah. kindred spirits. I, I, I absolutely feel that. That's way. how I feel. Yeah. Because. Anyone could look up anybody, but mm-hmm. it's when you feel true connection yes. that you realize that, you know, this person means something to you yeah. for a reason. And will for a long time. Right. Yeah. And hold on to those people. I hold yes. on to you. Hold on to those people. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it, when you feel that feeling, like I felt with you, mm-hmm. and I still feel, every time I see you, I'm like, mm. I, I, it's almost like, um, my vibrational quality elevates. Mm. I love being in your presence. Well, and there's nothing like a Tiffany Pratt hug. Oh <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> Time just stops. Oh, beautiful. Well, hugging is, to me, it's an art form. Yeah. It really is. I, I actually The way said, you hug, it is. Well, you hug as you live. Oh, yes. So if you're hugging with pure consciousness, love and full body experience, that's how you're living mm. your life. So think about that next yeah. time you hug someone. Yeah. Yes. You know? Take go. away from today. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything that you want to say before we wrap up this podcast? Because I have a few questions to wrap okay. up with colors, but I want you to, is there anything that you well, want? Well, I, I just want to say thank you to you for oh. even letting me be here today, but also just letting me into your life. It has been a true blessing for me. You know how to bring out the light in people. You literally really do. And when you find those people that bring out the best in you, Mm, you keep them. You You do. You have to hold on tight. Hold on tight. Okay, close your eyes. This is the part of the podcast where we wrap up where people associate their feelings with colors Mm. um, because I think it's good for us to tap into the healing power of color. So when you think about creating with your children or shooting pictures or just being creative mm-hmm. in your field? What color do you see? Mm, creating with my children specifically, I see all the colors, all Ooh. the shades, Ooh. and they're all just mixed up, mixed up right before it all turns brown. Per, pure form, <laughs> pure form. Yeah, yep, right before it turns to chaos. When you're shooting and you're creating in that way. 
Yeah, that's pretty much how it is. Same? Yeah. Love it? Yep. Okay. When you're meditating, what color do you see? Hmm. Gold. (sighs) Absolutely see gold. Oh, I just got goosebumps. I see like the depths of the sky and the stars and it just keeps going and it's absolutely gold. When you're starting your new business content, what color do you see? Mm, Green. Ooh, heart chakra. I see green. That's love. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's the earth and it's just being connected. I am all about being outside and being connected and green just represents that for me. When you're pulling an egg out of a chicken butt. Oh boy. What color do you see? Oh, well, I'm just going to have to say blue because that is the color of many of our eggs. And it just comes to mind, blue. And the color that you think your heart is? Mm. Red. I love it. Yeah. TL, Terry Lynn, I love you. I love you. From the purest place in my I heart. I love you, Tiffany. From this wonderful conscious place that we met and we were diving into together. Mm-hmm. And we still dig into together. We do. There's not one time I see your name pop up on my phone that I don't feel pure joy. Well, I feel the same way, Tiffany. When I spend time with you, all of it. So I love you. Thank you for sharing your beautiful story, your precious time, and your being with this planet, with me and the world. We're all better because Mm. of it. Thank you, Tiffany. I love you. Love you too. I got to end this podcast with a verbal love letter to you, the listener. I wouldn't be sitting in front of this microphone sharing my love and my peoples without you. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for tuning in, supporting, commenting, wherever you are. I'm so grateful. If you want more love by way of any other medium from podcast, I'm available at tiffanypratt.com or on Instagram, which is at the Tiffany Pratt. I'm sharing all my love in other ways on those mediums. And more than anything, Delta Faucets Canada, this podcast would not be happening without you. Your support, your encouragement to be here is everything. And Coco, the mixing, the mastering, the music, it wouldn't be what it is. It wouldn't be slick and we wouldn't even have a beautiful place to record if it wasn't for you. This is a village of beautiful people who have made beautiful things happen. And I am humbled and I am grateful. So until next time, friends, thank you for listening. I look forward to having you back. And I'm so grateful that we found each other here. 